Welcome to Stacked Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stackhouse, a podcast to feature women who are impressive in the work world or in raising a family or who have hobbies that can make us all be encouraged, want to hear what makes these women passionate and get up in the morning or what they wish that they'd known earlier in life, grab your keys and stomp to your own drum. I am in Milledgeville, Georgia, and I am with Millie, and we are going to sit down talking about tutoring and life and just in general um, what Millie is doing in the community, and um, we're going to start right out of the gate letting you introduce yourself and tell us if today you introduced yourself to our audience, how would they describe you? What are, what are you all about today? And welcome. Oh, thank you very much. I am all about education, be it a four-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 24-year-old, or a 64-year-old, helping our community. I'm about community and education, and I want to help Milledgeville elevate academically across the board. Okay. And again, tell me the name of the organization that we are in that you started. Nurturing Minds Tutorial. Nurturing Minds Tutorial. And Millie, how long have you been in this organization? Well, we, we started, we opened our, had our grand opening in 2016, February of 2016. Um, my son spearheaded it. He found, uh, I, to go back a little bit, uh, I homeschooled my kids for 10 years. I worked with Dr. Moss, which had a private school, EBLA, here in Milledgeville. I uh, worked with her for about 11 years, um, and I saw the need. Uh, once my kids graduated, I realized that I need to help everybody else's students. And it's not just kids, because our youngest student is four, and our oldest was 44. Oh, wow. So the age range, really, it doesn't matter. You're no. here to teach concept and, and getting the foundational blocks back in that's exactly right the fundamentals is like you can't build a house on twigs you know you need a strong foundation and so for that education is the same way you know students are trying to algebra students are trying to evaluate equations but they can't multiply right or they can't borrow right or they're confused about the fraction to decimal conversion or you know, even writing a letter and how to use the verbiage and different things like that. And so we want to go back. Most of the students that come here, we go back. We give them a diagnostic. We go back to see where did they start losing something. And we build from the bottom up. And most kids that struggle, we start building the bottom. And before you know it, they're rolling and they're having fun and they're excited. I literally had a parent say, God forbid I, I, I miss out on tutorial. 
he can't get up for school, but he's like, aren't we going to tutoring today? You yeah. know? And that felt really good. Well, you told that does. And you, you told me when we first walked in that it's not about just repeating a lesson mm-hmm. or putting in, you know, something that they've got an assignment on. Mm-hmm. It truly is going to one-on-one and figuring out where they have a need. Now, you, how do you do that? What's the first step in figuring out a need? The first step when they, when the parent comes through the door, we tell them, okay, if they're struggling, in, in, and I always go back to math, and I apologize for that. English is just as important, and there are other subjects. It's just, that's my forte. So yeah, I get I it. Back I'll, to I'm math the English. I give English. somebody else the math. <laughs> so um, they'll come in and say, oh, my fourth grade is struggling in math. And so I'll, oh, my sixth grader. And I'll say, well, did they struggle in the fifth? Yes. Did they struggle in the fourth? Yes. Did they struggle in the third? No, they did pretty well in the third. Okay, I'm going to give them a third grade test because I want to make sure that they got all the concepts of third grade because third grade is the building block for fourth and fifth. Right. Sixth grade is the building block for seventh and eighth and so on and so forth. And so what getting a diagnostics, you can say, oh, okay, this is where they're lacking. So we go back. Uh, the students that struggle, 90% of them are struggling with multiplication or even something as simple as borrowing, carrying the one or borrowing the one. They, they're having trouble with that. And so when you show them, through the years I've taught for so, so many years, probably going on 30 now, that I have all these little, I call them tricks. And the kids tricks is, of the trade. <laughs> and when the kid's like, oh, I, I got a trick, this, watch this for the nine-time table. And they're like, oh. And when you see that light bulb, that... There is no amount of money that can replace the feeling of watching a child or a student, any student, go, wow, and that light bulb click on. It's, it's, it's so rewarding. Well, you also talked about when we first walked in, there's a large room, and that's kind of the group session room. Mm-hmm. So walk me through a little bit of that. Of, mm-hmm. of how that room functions and then the breakdown of the rooms down the hall. Well, Nurturing Minds, we try to do education across the board. Um, and we try to cater it towards in the individual student. Some students may learn visually. Some students learn by writing. Some students learn by listening. And so we try to cater to all of those different uh, aspects of learning. And we when we train our tutors we train them to be able to switch teaching styles because not every child learns the same way and so the child that can we have one where we teach one-on-one individual we focus on just that one student's needs and whatever their needs are that's what we focus on Um, but we also have uh, workshops where we focus on a concept and not necessarily the specific level the specific uh, student so you can have, uh, I was giving an example, we did a money and making change work and sh- workshop discussing money, how do you spend it, where do you get it from, and we, in the, in the beginning, we set all the kids down in a larger room, and we do like a question and answer, you know, what is money, and you'd be surprised, kids think credit card is money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then we have to clarify that. <laughs> and that follows them into adulthood. Yeah, well, if, if we clarify it now then that helps them in the future. So exactly. whether they're 6, 7, 12, or 18, it stays with them. It's One day they're going to be like, ah, I remember that. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make, make those basics, those foundational uh, milestones where it'll sink in. And the kids, 
they're learning, not even realizing they're learning because they're having fun. So when we did the fraction workshop, we pulled out the Legos. And I'm like, show me one-fourth with the Legos. And I'm like, well, that's not really one-fourth because what does one-fourth mean? What exactly is a fraction? And then they're looking at you like, it's a fraction. And so getting them to understand it's a part of a whole, but each part is exactly the same. So you can't put this little Lego on this large Lego and think that that's one half. It's not. It's not measured. And so when they can visual, the ones that was able to visualize, they caught on and they started doing it. But they really enjoyed that. Then we went outside. We took chalk. We went on the ground. And we did some different shapes and say, show me one-third. Show me three-fifths. Show me nine-eighths. And, and as they grow, and the older ones, you're like, okay, show me a, a equivalent fraction to this. And then you do one, and then they have to do one. So, um, you know, it's, it's challenges like that. And the kids, when they do the workshops, they tend to have a lot of fun. We did a writing workshop on protagonists and antagonists. Um, for the younger kids, we just call them good guy, bad guy. And they did their own little um, puppets show, puppets to, and, and wrote their own little play. And with that, they were able to, one, understand the difference Two, make their story help with their writing and then three that public speaking because they had to act it out for those that we don't if they didn't want to we didn't make them but you know we encouraged it and they thought it was fun yeah so the relationship between you this organization and the school what do you see there we're we're definitely very involved with the school. We want we try to participate in as many school events as possible. Uh, a couple of years back, Dr. Price, she's done such an amazing job uh, bringing up the Board of Education here in Milledgeville. Uh, when back in a couple of years ago, the graduation rate was like 66, and she had this thing called Educate to Graduate, and we found out about it. She allowed us to participate, and it was such a good feeling to be able to get in contact with these students that had dropped out and showing them that there's, you don't have to stay dropped out, there's, there's other avenues where you can get your, your diploma, you can get and go forward. And um, now the graduation rate is 93% or something like that. So it's like such an accomplishment. Uh, we work hand in hand with the Board of Education. We go in and we help kids on the bottom, strengthen up those basic skills. And when you find out that a kid that was struggling all year and then they took their milestone and they passed it, I mean, that's so rewarding. It's rewarding to us, it's rewarding to the child, and it's rewarding to the Board of Education, which in turn is rewarding to Milledgeville because now we have a better workforce, a better adult that has more focus, that can knows they can get through it, you know? Yeah. So the tutors that you have come in, mm -hmm. That, have you had any come through the tutoring program and wind up returning as tutors? Well, actually, um, we when we first started out, there's a couple of tutors that came through here and through. I'm very, I, I'm very passionate about education, and it is so vital that it's not about just helping a child with homework. And that's what I tell the parents. I say we don't just help the child; we teach the child. So if a child comes in and he has 10 questions, I tell the parents he may not complete the whole 10 questions because when we realize that he's miss, like he doesn't understand question number one, we're gonna go over the concept, not that problem. Different, we'll take different examples, different numbers until he understands the concept and then he's, we tell him, okay, now do that one. 
And they'll say, is it right? I don't know. Did you check your answer? Like we don't give answers. We show them the way and now they on their own can do it. So when they get that 90, they know that they earned that 90. Yeah. A lot too many times kids get help and they get hundreds on their homework. They take their quiz or they test and they get a 30. And the parents like, I don't understand. Okay, Millie, you are incredibly passionate about <laughs> education. When did that start for you? Oh, I honestly think since I was a child. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always picked up quickly on things and was always willing to show somebody else. So when I learned how to sew, I would show others how to sew. When I learned how to crochet, I showed others how to crochet. When I learned how to, yeah, so through my life, I did that. Um, uh, I was, uh, I lived in New York and my children were becoming of school age, but schools were starting to get a little dangerous. Now, when I went to school, I always say I survived through New York. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the areas we lived in weren't the best of the best, even though New York is a great place. Um, but the struggle was real, <laughs> and I was concerned for my, my children. So uh, I started homeschooling them. And while I was homeschooling them, I did not want them to miss out you know, because they was homeschooled. So I created a parent networking with other homeschoolers in the area. And together we formed a little academy so that we were able to do uh, group trips like schools did. We were able to join. And uh, teachers, they, they, they appreciated my passion. And Miss Wilson, you know, she really took me under her wing and helped me out a lot. Uh, when I came to Georgia, I was still homeschooling my students, my my children, and I was trying to figure out like where do I get them tested? Because in New York and in, and in Philly, you could just take them into the school and they test with everybody else. But in in Georgia, it was like you're gonna have to find a tester, and I'm like I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And that's how I found Dr. Moss. Okay. So at, I, she was a tester, and when my kids started testing off the charts, she was like why aren't you in education? And I'm like, I don't have time for that. I got kids. I got a husband. I cook. I, I clean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so she was like, I would love for you to work as a, she said, you should get your, and I said, I don't have my degree because when I started having kids, I dropped out of school and raised my kids and focused all on my kids. And uh, so she was like, well, you can get a degree and you can work here as a teacher's aide while you get your degree. And so I was like, I don't have time for that college stuff you know and then I was in my mind I was very naive like all those parties and hanging out so I don't have time for that I'm a grown woman you know with kids and she was like no there it's not like that and so with her encouragement I got my degree oh, and wow. I worked under with her as a teacher's aide when I got my degree she promoted me up to teacher and it was that's when I realized like I have this thing I'm pretty good at it I homeschooled my kids my children until I just couldn't homeschool them anymore because they was getting a little too smart for me and yeah. you know I didn't want to do uh, uh, chemistry in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to yeah. take that chance. So she had a program <laughs> where she did independent uh, students and so they joined her program and so we worked together and I taught in her school and my kids joined that program where they would still be in homeschool but they would go to her to, for the testing and all yeah. of that. and. Uh, uh, it was awesome because my kids, we realized 
and I, under her mentorship, I realized that there's no limit to these students, to these, all these students. They can go as, you can go as far as you want. So when the kids are struggling and you give them that foundation, now they see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, the world's your oyster. Like, what do you want? What do you want to do? You know, you can do anything. And then as they choose their path, they're stronger, they're more confident, and they're developed into really caring, good workers because they pr their pride on w the, where their struggles were and how far they came. As far as um, where do we get our tutors from, some of our tutors, they, uh, um, they st we started off as s people who love, uh, have an interest and a passion for teaching. Then I realized I need to teach them how to teach and not how to help because we're not helping students when we're giving them the answers or when they're struggling we're like no 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 it's the put the five there okay carry the one they we, we, we they just we just lost them they're not knowing what they're doing so we're just when I started training them and it was my son he was like you know training is so important and I know that because I worked at the Ritz and they invested everything in the training and my son was like come on you know we got to do the training we got to do this and that so we started training them and that was the key because once everybody was on that page of teaching and not helping the kids we were like parents were gloating and happy and excited I mean there was a gentleman he had a one thousand one hundred and something on his SAT, and she was concerned because he was in band and he won't be able to get a scholarship. And he needed at least a, a twelve fifty or something. He came diligent, three days a week. Came here, she came in bus. We was sitting down. She came in bus and thirteen fifty, thirteen fifty, and she was just dancing and screaming and oh. excited. And we took a picture of that. You know, we even posted it up like. You know, she was so happy he was able to get his scholarship. You know, there was a gentleman who already had his degrees. Or he was 64. He already had his degrees, but he found that he, in his later life, wanted to teach. He, I think he was a lawyer beforehand or some economic something. And then he's like, I, you know, have a passion for teaching, but I heard I have to take my gaze. And I started looking at that. I ain't seen that math in 40 years. I'm yeah. like, you're good. <laughs> I we, feel we that. Did. I said, let's not be afraid of it. I'm going to show you all the little tricks. And he was like, he came to us in June. And I was like, what is your goal? He says, by next June, I want to be able to take my gaze. I said, well, depending on how much effort you put in, we can do it before that. And so I'm like, what are you good at? And he, the, the subjects he was good in, we trained him for a little bit. He took those subjects, boom, out the way. The math, and before you know it, in November he passed his first case. In December he passed it by, by January of the next year. He had completed and was certified. And he was just like a walking billboard for us. Like, wow, like I can't believe I did this because it's been so long and I forgot everything. And the way you taught it was different. And, you know, so that gave us that energy to keep moving, keep pushing forward. And it wasn't easy, we were struggling, you know, uh, as, a, as, a, as a business when they first starting, you're like, ooh, I'm cringing at the numbers and how they're not balancing. But I'm like, we gotta keep pushing forward because if I close the doors, it's, it, it's, it, it's a disservice to the community, to the students, to my staff. So we're like, no, let's keep pushing forward. We partnered up with Georgia College and decided to see if they would you know, allow their interns to come through us, and they have, and this is the third year straight. And since then, a few of them have become on board as tutors, and oh, wow. some of them 
uh, some of our tutors have become teachers. That's great. So mm -hmm. again, you're helping the college mm -hmm. by giving a practical mm -hmm. experience. Absolutely. So, and some difficult experiences and challenges mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they'd certainly see in the classroom too. Absolutely. All right, you hit something right there that I do want to talk about. You have the lights on. You have an incredible space here. It looks beautiful. It takes money to do this. How do you how do you get it? <laughs> By the grace of God, there I don't you know go. How to build it? But you know what? The 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 more I the more we put into the community, the more the community gets involved. Because we are so totally involved in the community. We've helped and participated in Family Fun Day. We've been able to, every chance we get, you know, try to, I, I take advantage of all those sales during the back to school and I get as much, like when they have packs of Lucy for 10 cents, I'm like, $10, let's get them. And then all of that supplies that we get, we give it to the Family Fun Day so that when Tracy Harper does those book bag giveaways, we can participate in that and give to that. And then while we're there, we let people know, hey, I don't know if you know, but we tutor, we're right there on North Jefferson, you know, very flexible hours, you know, we provide results. And that's one thing I stand, I stand behind us. And unlike any other tutorials, we keep files, you know, we have digital files. So when one child is tutored, the tutor writes down notes on what they reviewed, what they went over, and what they think should be the next step. And then whether that child gets that tutor or not, it doesn't matter. They come in, they're like, oh, okay, this is what we're going to pick up. So we don't drop the ball. When the parents are like, you know, they struggled. Like one parent came one day, and she was like, her face was not too happy. I was like, you okay? I knew it was report card time. So I was like, are you okay? She was like, yeah, she, I was disappointed. You know, she didn't do so well. And I'm like, oh, well, what didn't she do well? And she was, like, she was like, well, she didn't do well in English. I said, well, we were tutoring her for math. Oh, she did great in math, but now i got to get her in English. Because... <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was something Ooh. we did. <laughs> but, you know, we're always, always trying to improve and get better. Yeah. Is there a cost to the students coming in? Which, oh, yeah, well, yeah. This is not, this is a business. Okay. It is not a, a, a grant, a fund, or nothing like that. It is. And, uh, like I said, I, the, our price is very practical. When okay. I went around, everywhere around the surrounding areas, we're like almost half of what they're charging. Yeah. So I'm trying to make it affordable, but then, I, like you said, it's a really nice place, it's and I gotta keep the lights right, on. Right, right. But then also, the, the, you do have some community things that pull in, you know, people to experience what the learning may be like. Absolutely. So. What we do, we I always tell when we set up a table and people learn about nurturing minds, or they go on Facebook, or they go on Google. We don't. We're not just a business we are community based enterprise because we're yeah. all about giving back to the community so we do host events that are for the community that are not necessarily just for our client base like yeah. we'll do a game night where we'll invite anyone in the community to come you know um, and teach their students bridge that gap of learning of the types of games between our students and who and us play games like jacks and jump rope and hopscotch and pick up sticks and all those games, trouble checkers, things like that. Um, and they can learn those games. And a lot of kids like those games, you know, and we like to encourage kids to teach them games for outside, to love outside again. Yeah. <laughs> they become cave yeah. dwellers. So we're yeah, like, Let's we talk about jumping rope. A lot Absolutely. of kids don't know that 
the double jump roping and mm -hmm. the rhymes and yeah. little sayings. Well, what, that... One of our last game nights we did that, we went, you know, we had each room was themed with different games in them, and then we had the jump rope outside. And when I went outside and I, I took those that knew, it, it grabbed, all the other kids gravitated. And they're like, Evie Ivyova, what is this? And I said, okay, you jump, my hands up, hands down, turn around, touch the ground. They're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And they messed up in the rope. I said, okay, do it again. Evie Ivyova, let's do it again. And before you know it, everybody was outside like wow like what is this game and i love this and I, I, they were challenged to complete the song without messing up right it was fun it was really fun and it erases any kind of age difference yeah or yeah but you had literally you had some adults out there you had yeah. little kids out there you had high schoolers out there like everybody was jumping yeah that's <laughs> you know cool. and so we do stuff like that we do some uh diagnostic testing around the beginning of school so parents have an idea where the students are at but we also you know participate in habitat for humanity here in millageville we, we help to sponsor the 5k you know we we work alongside with the library whenever they're doing their book uh, affairs. We go out there like, you know, do you need help? We'll help you set up the books. We'll help you. And we just want to help because at the end of the day, securing our future one mind at a time is our goal. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, you talked about the chamber being a part of the chamber. Oh, so lifesaver. What is chamber? <laughs> life what does chamber, that mean to your business? The Chamber of Commerce has definitely they're so much a part of our growth and and how far we've come I, I didn't never understand what they were all about and it was my son who was like you should be a part of the chamber and I'm like oh that's a lot of money <laughs> yeah. and he was like you know you know there's so many things to be offered let's find out and so we became a part of them and, and we had an open ceremony and then for you know it they you know there was uh Get, having classes, business classes, they get, helped us with someone with the small business people. And whenever we had a question on anything, if they didn't have the answer, they found a guide and guided us toward the answer. And we started out in, and you see this row of buildings in the the second cubicle from the la, from the end, and that was one room with an office. Oh, and wow. we ended up having to come to this space which is so much better because we can tutor five students at one time. We can hold a, a workshop, you know, with 15, 12, 15 students, maybe even 20 if need be. Uh, you know, we have the outside, we have the inside, we have the rooms, you know, and we're able to expand to the point where now, you know, thanks to Cogentis, you know, we, we, we got computers in every room, you know, so to help students, you know, so, and we found out about Cogentis through the Chamber of Commerce. You know, Cogentis is an IT uh, company, and, and they help with a lot of stuff. But none, I would, I didn't know none of that. I was a work at home mom. I mean, I was a mom who worked, took care of her kids, her husband, the house, and I didn't know all this business stuff. Yeah. You know, and it was my son. He was like, you know, all those spreadsheets. I did, that's cool, but you need probably need QuickBooks. <laughs> yeah, and makes I'm like, a difference. Oh, it costs money. It? Everything yeah. was like, oh, it costs money. And it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Spend money to make money. That's exactly what my son, he, he has a very um, well put together entrepreneur mind Yeah, <laughs> that has helped and become a big part of our success as well. Well, that's good. So you have a closeness with your family. Yes. And uh, so let's talk about your son a little bit. Introduce mm -hmm. him to the audience. He's um, not here with us, but um, we're going to talk about uh, Right now, he's a professional MMA uh I guess artist. <laughs> I would think it's an artist. Uh, I, I don't look. 
I mean, it's a fighter, but I look at it as an artist because when you go through the martial arts, it gives you more than just fighting. You're not just fighting to beat somebody up. Right. You know, you it, it it you're honing in those energies and and his thought pattern. You know, it's just it's brought brought such a discipline him and, and brought so much health to him because there was a point where he was having issues and that made him very healthy and I'm just so not just in mind and body but I believe in his soul as well and uh, he was able to energize me to do this because I've always talked about you know I love teaching but I felt like I could do better one-on-one -on -one than I could one-on-one 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt like I was fighting a losing battle one on 20 because if I lost even one, it was really bothering me, you know, yeah. but I can't stop everybody's learning for one. And it just, I, I wanted to reach everyone. So this one, everyone I touch, I reach and I can't do it by myself. So I have a fabulous staff, you know, and they all go through hours of training and they they learn that passion. And, and one of the things that I love about working with Georgia College and Ms. Garrett and the interns is, you know, everybody talks about the crowded uh, classrooms, but the only way we can uncrowd them is to get more teachers. But if teachers come and, and get and get scared, then we right. lose that. So and they can't he, teach to start with. Right, so by coming through here, those that come through here, I can harness in that love for teaching where they won't be rattled when they do step in. Yeah. And then when they step in, you know, the more we get, the easier it'll become and, and the better for the students, the better mm -hmm. for the teacher, the better for Milledgeville. Yeah, so you <laughs> really are equipping <laughs> them to go into oh, absolutely. what has become absolutely. a tougher and tougher field mm -hmm. to stay in. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk a little bit more about the MMA. As a mom, okay, you, you see your son go into this world. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. a lot of people question a mom going, how can you cheer and be a part of that? Mm -hmm. So what's your mindset there? Well, I missed his first one because I was like, I'm not going to, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I cannot. But then I, when I missed it and I felt like I missed it. Like yeah. this was Something as a parent, so important to you. as a parent, you tell your children, you can be whatever you want. Don't be that. You can't do that. <laughs> so I... I've made, I've made a promise to myself and to my kids. Like I need to respect your decisions. You give them, it's like you give them the tools to build the house, but you can't tell them how to build the house. You already build your house. Let them build their house I, I i guess that's the the best way i could put it this is your future you could be whatever you want i want to be an mma fighter no you can't do that what did i just do i just told you all your life you could be what you want but i'm gonna be honest like i said i was i was a little afraid i was afraid that he was gonna get hurt and and all of that i mean the 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 thrill of him you know winning is good i mean but i've seen him get his head butted and he's bleeding in his face and he's telling the 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 <laughs> the referee like don't call it off i got this and i'm on the side and i'm call shaking I'm like yeah. oh my god yeah and i and my nephew's like he's got this he's got this and i'm like okay okay and you know the last fight i was you know the fight before him was very bloody so i i, I couldn't watch the third round i sat down I and i thought it felt like i was hyperventilating yeah. and i'm like i need to breathe i need to center yeah. myself and it'd be okay, you know, 
this is a choice that he's made, but it's made him a better person. So do I want to take that from him and then chance of him being another person? No, he is beautiful young man and 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 I'm very proud of all my children and what they have become and I just you know call it crazy I want to support them in their decisions and you know I remember you know if if they make a bad decision you know that's life I made bad decisions we've all made bad decisions hopefully they learn from it and that's my thing from it like you know that's not such a good decision but you know better (laughs) yeah yeah I like that I like the way you say that see which way you know you which road you pick from here well, it, it is a gift to him to and to your other children mm-hmm. to say, find your passions, find your purpose, get your training and, Exa- and learn oh, that is the proper so way. Important. Get your training. And see, that all starts from the cradle to the grave. Yeah. You know, like I literally was at Oak Hill and uh, I told we were going over uh, uh proportions and I was like well you just got to divide it and he was like I can't divide like that because I was showing him that he says but I, I I don't know how to divide that's why he told me but I do this and he showed me a whole nother way and I was like wow you just taught me something and you should have seen this kids his chest just blew up like I did I taught you I'm like yes because now when a student is stuck on one way I have a whole Here's nother another way. way and I know for a while it's like oh this new math oh this new math but it's not new. Math is not new. It's just a different way. It's like, you know, how do you get to to uh, uh, Columbia and, and, and let, you can go up Dunlap or you can go up uh, this way. You know, you can go up Martin Luther King or you can go up Log Cabin. But yeah. at the end of the day, you make that left, you make that right, you come down, you still end up at the same place. Exactly. So it's just a different road. Yeah. So we need to learn the different roads. So the first thing I did when I came back, I got all my tutors. Look, look, let me show y'all something. <laughs> You know, and when we when when I personally teach a child something and they're like, oh, I never knew it that way. Teach some of your friends because I can't get to everybody. But if you teach it to your friends, one, you'll be popular. Two, they'll be grateful. (laughs) (laughs) And three, you're helping me with my job. You know, so like, you know, that's like someone asked me about my competition and I'm like, you know, yeah, it, it just so happened that four more tutorials opened up after the fact. And I'm like. Yeah, it's strained a little bit, but at the end of the day, people come back because they know what they're getting. Because yeah. I stand behind, not saying that nobody doesn't stand behind it, but I hold my tutors accountable. I'm training my tutors. I'm involved in the community. I go back for training. Like right now, I just, I'm getting ready to go to another class. When the chamber has a, a class on something, I'll go to that class because all I want to, because learning never stops. And yeah. if I'm going to teach, I got to keep learning. That's teaching another lesson to, to everybody in here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when you were homeschooling, uh, there's stigma sometimes <laughs> attached to homeschooling. And, um, did you ever feel that? Did you ever, what'd you do with that? Oh, it was so funny. Um, when I started homeschooling, my kids was excited, but yeah. then not so much because I literally, I'm fanatical and everybody that knows me will be like, yep. <laughs> I bought the desks yeah, and I bought uniforms and my kids was up at seven 30 and they ate at eight and they were in the classroom by nine. And they're like, no, y'all you do, you go sleep in? No, we gotta <laughs> learn, like this is real. They had lunch time, they had a, a um, but I did it like how I did, they had a gym time, they had lunch time, they had art time, you know, every time, you know, and I just, it was like we were in school, but we were at the house, Yeah, that's all it was. 
some people were like, yeah, but you know, they don't have that social. You don't have to worry about that. Between you don't have enough father, time to. Mm-hmm. No, know. their father and I, we are the kind of parents that would, when my kids want to ask about bowling, we take them to the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. We took them to the basketball court. We took them to the tennis court. We took, we took them and we played with them. We didn't just hear some money, go play. Yeah. We literally were on the court yeah. running back. And mind you, we're older. Yeah. And they, when the kids get a teenage, they, we, we were running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we were keeping up with yeah. them because yeah. they need that, yeah. you know. And so my, my husband and I, it wasn't just our kids we've always been community based so in the neighborhoods in took Philly, everybody else's with that's you that's right there's you know how many kids didn't have that yeah. male role model or that you know so he would take them to the party everybody would play and when they come in hey i, I just made something you want you're hungry of course they're hungry they're teenage boys yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. you know and so i'd feed you know we'd feed you know the commu- you know the kids and you know and 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 it became a thing where family became extended because community is more like, you know, like uh, when I was raised and it takes a village to raise mm-hmm. a child. And I continued that because that's what was in my, yeah. in, it put inside of me. Yeah. My, you know, I can, I, and it, purpose. and it does when you fill your village with people that are not 100% like you, but you get to expand your world mm-hmm. and you get to, to grow mm-hmm. and exchange mm-hmm. and teach somebody else along Absolutely. the way. Um, so all boys? Do you have all boys? No, or you no, have... no. I have uh, two girls. Then I'm on. Then my youngest daughter. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm on. Is my baby boy. I, I lost a little boy between him and my daughter, my youngest daughter. But that was yeah. That's what I have. But I have millions, thousands, hundreds of kids. Yeah, all the I, kids I are yours. A lot of like it's funny. I could walk through Walmart and hey, Miss Cosme, and I'm looking at this grown man with full beard, and I'm like. <laughs> Do I know Jason? you? <laughs> oh, hey, Jack. That's funny. <laughs> you know, and they like, and they'll hug you like, you know, oh my God, the only thing I remember was the algebra. You know, yeah. I don't remember nothing else. I yeah. remember my algebra, you know, and, you know, a lot of them is usually very positive feedback. And that's where, when, when you get to a point sometimes in life when life is really kicking you <laughs> and you're like, oh, and then you bump into someone, they're like, oh man, I remember you helped me. To this day, I remember blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Wow. That grows that just, in your heart, yes, I'm sure. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That I was able to make a, to impact a student in any way, whether, like I said, whether they're four or 64, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, when that nurse, she's like, I've been trying, she said, I got one more time to pass this tease. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, what are you struggling with? She said, math, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I said, if it's English, you go to zone. Yeah, when but they I walk in you. and it's math, you got to come. And she passed it. She she only needed, I think, a 75. She ended up with an 82. Oh, wow. And See, that makes them so feel happy. even better. I didn't get the yeah. minimum. I yeah. went above. And, and, well, she's not here. She's somewhere in Atlanta somewhere. But she got her, she, now she can chase, go for her dreams, whatever that yeah. was, because she needed that one little step. And sometimes we keep tripping and tripping and tripping and tripping. And, and what well, our parents told her, don't, it's not how you fall, it's how you get up. Get up, dust yourself off, let's keep it moving. Here, let me show you. <laughs> you know, and, and it's so rewarding. Well, you've been in education long enough. I'm sure you've seen changes. Mm-hmm. And the expectations change from the classroom or just from the parents or students. How do I you see that impact? In all society in a whole has changed. So it's so many different dynamics now that I think children find solace when they find someone who can connect with them 
And so I'm like, you know, like I said, like they may expect from a first grader what they used to expect from a third grader. But then again, look at the world is changing. (laughs) Like we got to keep up, you know. And so I remember my granddaughter, she was like in December when she was a when she was in kindergarten that December, she was like, oh, I'm not going to pass. I don't have all my sight words. I'm like, you got 85 down. We only got 15 to go. You good. You good. You, we ain't got nothing to worry about. You need to stop stressing out about your sight words. And let's focus on reading this book. And in reading the book, you become more aware of your sight words, you know? And so we, you know, we go back. Like I said, it's different kids learn different ways. But right. I like going back to the typical phonics and the words, the letters that work together and the blends and the digress and the diphthongs. And once they only say, oh, you know, they're partners. You know that A be giving that his strength to the E. You know, and then they're like, oh, that's right. You know, what does that E do when it's quiet? Oh, it's giving, you know, and, and just little, and I mean, something as simple as positive slope and negative slope. I did a, a goofy dance, you know, and I was like, positive, negative, positive. Ne-. And the kids laugh. But later on, you see them doing you this. You see the little <laughs> movements at the, the desk. That's and funny. And I'm like, listen, if I have to be goofy to implant that in right. your head, as long as right. you remember, it doesn't matter. So when you started homeschooling, did you have that bend to your personality already? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm very, um, I am who I am. I've always been who yeah. I am. I, I, when I get passionate about something, I, I go 110%. I can't just do it. I can't be mediocre. That's not me. When, when I dropped, as I said, I dropped out of high school, but then when I went to homeschool my kids, because I, I dropped out of high school because I had kids. I raised right. my kids. As I was raising my kids and I was afraid of the school system, I said, well, I'll homeschool them. They're like, well, you need a high school diploma. Uh-oh. I dropped out. What do I do? GED. Okay. They're like, well, you ain't been in school in so long. Like, what? I'll just pass it. Like, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> so I grabbed the book. I, I was like, well, I'm pretty good at math, so let me study what I'm not so good on. Let me study the social studies part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and I passed with flying colors flying colors because I, I'm like uh, when I went for my degree I got my first C I'm like I was messed up and and Dr. Moss was like it's okay everybody gets it no no you, I don't get C's. I don't <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that, wow. this, this, you know I'm supposed to graduate with a 3.7 and and she was like okay so if you get a 3.65 no no 3.7 but when I checked when I got my final results, I did graduate with 3.7. There you go. <laughs> but I, I yeah. I so you sound like goals are important to you. Oh, absolutely. That's how you absolutely. mark yourself. Absolutely. Um, where'd you come up with that? Is it, were you, was your I don't know. family my, like my that? Father, well, was my your... father, he was, he was a, a, a Navy man. So uh, everything was, it's got to be precise. It's got to be done right. Like if you do it, it's not right. Do it again. <laughs> He was very much like that. So I think the right maybe way. that's why that maybe that's how I became a little on the fanatical side. My mom was always very loving and giving. My father was very do it, do it right, get it right, yeah, yeah, like that. So, you know, it, I just I loved school when I was growing up. I was always the one in the front row with my hands up, you know. Uh I had a you know, I just long talker, long winded. That was always my comment. <laughs> but I had, you know, I was all about the straight A's. I really wanted to do my best. I was like that in school. Uh, I wanted to raise my kids the best way I could. And with 
everything and the knowledge I was given at the time, whatever I did, that's what I did. I did it to the best of my ability. And I think I did a good job because they all turned successful. They turned out to be very decent, good people. And that's what we need yeah. in the world, decent, good people. Yeah. Whatever a, avenues they, uh, jobs they do, that's on them, but they're decent, good people. And, you know, if that's our goal, <laughs> and it has many different pathways to mm -hmm. get there, just like you were talking about the directions earlier, that's a little more attainable mm -hmm. than... I've got to have them become this, and this is the mm -hmm. only way they can become that. I remember when Amon was young, and he went through a little patch where he went from A's to B's, and then he started like getting C's, and I would like try to reprimand him, and then after a while, I'm like, you know what? Okay. And he looked at me like, what do you mean, okay? I'm like, because he was surprised that I wasn't fussing at him I about bet he his was. C's. And I'm like, well, if this is the best that you can do, that's okay. Everybody can't be a doctor. Somebody has to flip the burgers that you're going to go buy. So, and after that, he became straight A, like, uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not flipping That's the iceberg. Funny. That's I'm funny. just saying they're different. You know, yeah. there's blue collar, white collar. You know, yeah. every, everybody, everybody's got a pace in this life. Right. You know, everybody, yeah. if everybody's a doctor, nobody's a patient. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, however we got to get it work. We, we need, back in the day, geek was, it was a, bad connotation now geek is a good thing call somebody a geek they're like that's right i am a yeah. geek <laughs> yeah, right. you know i'll fix your computer <laughs> you know it, it pay me all need, day long yeah you need everybody you need yeah. everybody and if we work together for the common goal of just elevating ourselves and creating and, and upbringing good genuine people then we then, then we're doing something right yeah you know? what about um when you were growing up, I mean, you if, if you were Navy, did you travel a lot? Oh, no, 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 with no. Your no, father no. By was the time, Navy? Yeah, my father, by the time we came, he was he was already, he had did, I guess, his time. Okay, And yeah. he was in, um, there's a Navy yard in East New York. Okay. And that's where we grew and up. And so you East kind of settled right there. And so, yeah, we, we grew up there. Okay. But, um, you know, growing up, like I said, the, 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 the neighborhood was a challenge. Yeah. But you know, I don't kill you, make you strong, I guess. <laughs> but but I knew I wanted better the for South. the kids, you know. But I, and it's funny because I remember when one year I was working at the Ritz and uh the young lady was like she had just graduated from college and she was like, Oh my god and one of the other waiter waiters was like, What'd you get for you know, your your gift? And she was like, Oh, I got a Mustang. I'm like I turned around I'm like, You you got a a brand new car as a gift like and I was thinking wow I would love to give something like that to my kids I just can't <laughs> and finally um I was like I was like well you know well they right now I'm giving them like what my father gave me I'm learning you know they they learn how to budget and you know they each um I had two daughters that were working at the Ritz at the time and I'm like you know and they was I forgot how we got on the subject because we went from the car and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, they all contribute to the house. And they're like, what do you mean they contribute to the house? And I'm like, well, they each pay a bill. You make your kids pay a bill? And I'm like, well, if they were on their own, they'd pay more than one bill. They're going to have to learn how to, wait a minute, my daughter works here just like I do and she makes more money than I do at the risk. So yeah, she pays a bill. And they were like, how do you make them pay? Like, and I was like, it threw me off, and I'm like, oh, but my father was like that. As soon as I was 14, here's a job. 
you, you take your, your money, you split it three ways. A third of your money goes to the house to help up your mom upkeep the bills. A third of your money, you could you save it, and the other third, you could do whatever you want with it. Don't matter. It's yours. But a third you save, a third you give towards bills, and a third you can do whatever you want with it. And I did that to my kids. So at the end of the day, the young lady, like it, you know I me, mean? if you have it, you have it, but we didn't have it. And so I'm, but my kids all learned how to budget, how to finance, how not to fall into the traps that we, financial traps that we as parents fell into. So yeah. they're a little bit more mindful and smart about money, credit cards, budgeting. And I took that and I put that into my pre-algebra class. We would do a thing in pre-algebra class every January when I was working with Dr. Moss and she allowed me to, on January, for two weeks to get off of the curriculum and teach about budgeting. I'm like, here you um, go, what do you wanna be? How many kids you have, what do you call? And then I'm like, okay, here's your budget. Write down what you spent the money on. I was like, wait a minute, you didn't, ooh, you must be thirsty and dirty. And they're like, what? I'm like, you didn't pay for water. You gotta pay for water? Yeah, you gotta pay for water. And so the, the Chamber of Commerce does this thing called reality check. Yeah, which is I've right been along, involved with that before. Exactly, and it's right along the lines of what I was go doing. Exactly. So I involve myself in that every time, and it's so funny to watch these these students be like, yeah. what? They have a baby, and then they're like, well, I have to buy diapers? Yeah. I have to buy baby food? Can't they just eat what we eat? Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, when they, I, I usually do the daycare. Yeah. Maybe oh. having a challenge with that yeah. one you know and yeah. i'm like what is it's reality and i love it because right there even though they're out of class for a day they're still learning but it's something that they can learn about life right they reality. can apply that mm -hmm. that's true well um are you where you thought you'd be in life with family and career and you know what i am in a good place and i'm happy where i'm at and i see myself growing and it's funny because somebody was like oh you're gonna you can grow and then do satellites in all different states and I'm like mm, I don't want to get that big because I have I'm so involved I can't be involved in Atlanta and in North Carolina I can't be involved all those different places but this can be the best that it can be I, somebody was like you know offered me a job in Greensboro and they're like oh you know there's such a need I said there's a need in Milledgeville and I live in Milledgeville so you could find somebody like me there because I'm here and I want to, I, I tend to grow roots. I want to help here. And I can see how much help we've done. We've affected over 300 children already in the four years that we've been open. So wow. we started out this year, we want to we wanna touch and affect 50 more. And already about, what, about 10, 12 have already new people have come on board. So I'm like, okay, we're getting to our goal. Maybe we'll change that to 100 because the more our lives, the more we affect academically, the better off our future is going to be. Yeah. You know, I just wish that, you know, more and more people know that we're here, you know, because we are definitely making a difference. Well, and it's one person at a time. That's right. That's and, right. Um, you know, there's a lot of bullying. Do you mm -hmm. see some of these kids come in that yeah. are bullied from the academic? Yes. yes. Um, there's a young lady that came in barely, I mean, that's how she was talking. Um, between, I guess, the bullying and not knowing, not being on level. I don't know if that's where the bullying came from, but 
She's been with us about a year and a half, and now she just comes in. She's not loud, but you can hear her. Right. She's not as subdued as she was. You know, I got a night. Um, you know, yeah. it's a, so just you could see a whole come in. Per, yes, you could see a whole personality change. That whole bullying thing, that's a mental thing, and and that's another and that's another thing I'm really proud of about my son because not only did he help to develop nurtured minds, but he also works with Mama, which is a, a Milledgeville mixed martial arts in it's a gym. He became a personal trainer and he and he teaches the self defense class, which everybody needs. They need to know how to defend themselves. It's not about starting fights, but it's about being able to defend yourself, you know? And and what I've heard from that is that a lot of times just having the knowledge and ability gives you that confidence. Gives you the confidence and the power to control yourself Mm -hmm. more than if you didn't even have that. It's funny because I I told my granddaughter, she told me that they had used a slur with her at school. I said, well, how did that make you feel? She says, well, I didn't like it. I said, but are you dark? She was like, yeah. I said, so what's wrong with that? I said, well, next time somebody says something that you don't like, just say, whatever. And she was like, huh? I said, but don't just say whatever. Say it with, you know, do a chicken neck with it. Whatever. <laughs> say it with an attitude. And so now people can say whatever they want to say, and you could just brush it off. Just words don't off. mean anything. And that's that we, it's important that we teach the children that words don't mean Now, if you cross the line and start getting physical with me, now we need to get either others involved, I need to defend myself, that's a whole nother level. But a lot of times, it just starts off with words, and if you crumble down on words, then you become a target. So, with the kids, a lot of kids, they don't want to speak up in class because they don't want everybody to know that they don't know. I mean, sometimes I go by a student, and I'm like, why, go away, like, you know, everybody's going to see you standing over me. I just want to know if you know how to do that. Well, I could just show you how to set it up, then I'll go away. Okay, let me see. <laughs> you know, yeah. let, let me get that guard down because a lot of them, they like, you know, I don't want everybody to know that I need help, you yeah, know. Yeah, I know you. We have really, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Well, you were talking about um, from MMA going into the community. Mm-hmm. So that's another bridge that it seems that, that he's done. And so... Oh, absolutely. The, well, he... He helped to jump this off and is still involved with this. Yeah. And he helped flourish that, you know, because that mm. was on the other side of town and now it's flourishing. You know, it's like he's like going around with the magic touch and everything he's touching is turning into gold. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I honestly, That's I look of, at him like that. But there's entrepreneurship there. There's mm-hmm. that entrepreneur mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is it that same mind you were talking about before of, I need this. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, that read it. And, that, and I, it's funny because even though he's my son, I look up to him. And I'm like, wow, I want to grow up to be just like you, you know. So, like the other day, like he, was, he did something on Instagram and he was saying, you know, they were doing this uh, 50 push-up challenge. And I'm not really good with the push-up thing. I, I, I do go to the gym, but I'm not good with the push-up thing. And he was like, you know, and all you ladies out there, I know, you, you know, Beyonce, you know, who run the world, girls, come on, y'all could do the 52. And I'm like, I'll give you 50. Okay. I'll give you 10 today, 10 tomorrow, 15 on Saturday, and 15 on Sunday. So I went to the gym, and it just so happened in Body Pump, they would do, they did two sets of push-ups. So I got my 20, and I'm like, well, you know what? I can get, I can get them all in today. I just won't get them in in one row. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it's so funny because he happened to pop in that night, and I said, like, I got 10 more, and then I just dropped down and I gave him 10 more. I said, there you go, you got your 50. But normally I wouldn't. I'm not going around doing push-ups. Yeah. 
But it was a little inspiration to get that little spark. They're like, you know what? You're right. And he does, in his Instagram, he does words of wisdom. And I follow him. <laughs> it's crazy. He's my son, but I follow him because he has words of wisdom yeah. out of the mouth of babes. Like, yeah. you learn from the cradle to the grave. And everyone's, every, you can learn from anyone, you know? And if you don't just put that stigma of, you know, speak when you're spoken to and be quiet and be heard, be seen, not heard, and all of that, you know, you, you, can, you can learn a lot. A lot of people don't have that kind of relationship with their child and their adult child. Mm -hmm. So how did you foster that? I think with my children, when I was raised, it was seen and not heard, speak when Mm -hmm. spoken to, stay in your place. I still gave that to my kids, but I allowed them to speak. So if, for example, if me and my sister were fine, we both get knocked and then sent to the room. If my kids were fighting, I'd be like, okay, stop right there. Take a few minutes. I'm going to listen to what you got to say. And I wanna, but say it in a respectful tone. Like, you know, when they were teenagers, I would allow them to express themselves, but not in a disrespectful way, you know, because teenagers have something to say. A lot of times, maybe at a line, but if you say it, watch your tone. <laughs> That's a, watch your tone. What are you trying to say? And then they would give them a chance to, and I think that helped them to be able to relate to people in life. Oh, you know, definitely, definitely. Now you can't what you go want to sit say. in the boardroom and jump on the table and scream at somebody. Yeah, you know? so it, it, it is, is not my way. I can't method. understand. Even as a teacher, yeah. kids are out of whack. You're like, ah, ah, and I see teachers go through that. They screaming and they yelling and they yeah, yeah, and the kids like, nah, 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 nah. yeah, know? it's the peanuts. And, wah, 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 yeah, wah, wah. yeah. I'm like. Is that really necessary? Yeah. And if you, it, no, what'd she say? You know, all of a sudden everybody got quiet. What did she say? <laughs> you know, and I'll give a little look, yeah. and they're like, mm, let me put this phone away. I didn't tell them to put the phone away, but they know what they were doing was wrong. Yeah. Even though they're getting over on that teacher, I'm not going to undermine that teacher, but I am going to give you a strict, stern look like, you know better. So you were a mother with looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took my son out. It was for his first steak dinner. As a matter of fact, it was him and his little sister. And she, we were at the Ritz. And she, I don't know what got into it. She got up and ran around the table. And as soon as she got up, by the time she passed me, I gave her a look. And she stopped mid-run, walked slowly back, sat down, said, sorry, Mommy. And then and the, and the waitress had came over to get it. How did you do that? <laughs> That was a look. My father was a he. One yeah. look from my dad, and I was scared. I knew I was gonna get something later, so I better get right, you know. But they kids a lot of times they know when they ain't doing right, and yeah. then you just give them a look, they'll get back in. And line. then they put it back in place yeah. themselves without a humiliation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if if you had to think about your family, do you have one uh, like mantra that you that your kids know? If they say, if somebody says. You know, what, what was just not tolerated in your household? Or what was your household known for? Do your kids kind of have a general... Respect is real big. Respect. Whether it's your younger sister, your older brother, your cousin, your father, your teacher. Respect. I think that's... If we... If, if more of us did that respect thing, you know, and it's not about my opinion, your opinion. I can, I can respect your opinion... And we could agree to disagree. But 
me and you arguing all day doesn't change your opinion. (laughs) And doesn't make my opinion true or false. All it makes is confusion and negativity. And I'd rather not have that. You know, my father gave me, look at that cup. Is it half empty or half full? I was like, it's half full. Good. Do you want to be miserable in life or do you want to be happy? I want to be happy. Good. And it's half full. You know, (laughs) because... And that's what he gave me. And so I'm like, you know, that's, I tried to give that to mine, you know, look at his have, you know, be happy for what you have. And I think that for the majority, my kids are, you know, and to the point where, you know, help somebody if you can, you know. That also seems to be a thread that I keep hearing is Mm -hmm. help somebody, learn something, help somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't do it alone. You know, you, you can't can't do it alone <laughs> you know it's like it goes back to the it takes a village mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying we all need to work together you know for the common decency of our kids to become our future you know I'm, I'm like I, what I, I, the other day I was I was one of the kids I forgot what I was like I was like oh no what are you doing we recycle here I'm like and they're like oh does it matter oh yeah we don't mess up the planet we're trying to save it for you you should be happy about that and you should be doing it for you you know we just you know, you recycle, we use. Right. Don't be wasteful. So we've gone uh, around a whole <laughs> lot of different uh, topics. And uh, is there something that we haven't touched on that you want to make sure that we do cover in our conversation? Advice, something to share with young parents, older parents, grandparents. You're probably seeing a lot of grandparents that are involved oh, more than, than they used to be. Absolutely. It, and at the end of the day, it, it, it takes a village. If we all work together for that common goal of raising our academics of all of these students, we'll have better students, better people, better workers, a better world. I love, I'm very passionate. Education is so important. It's not just the books. Life, you know, ed- education in all aspects of it. That's why I'm excited about the uh literacy fair this year because it's not just about the books and the reading they're going to have music and they're going to have all types of things i'm trying to encourage my students and they all say they're gonna but they haven't yet to write that little that little essay or do that little art project i want to put them on display i want everybody to see that you know kids do care about education kids do care about their community and they do care you know so it's important well that's great um anything else we want to touch on not that I know. <laughs> All right. This has been great. I have one question for you. Um, if you had a one superpower and you had it for 24 hours, you can use it professionally, personally, what would it be and what would you do with it and why? Superpower. Wow, that's... I wish there was a way that I can reach those that really need the educational help that can't afford it I wish I could reach them you know and that and for those of us that can do it each one teach one so to speak because at the end of the day whatever we teach and somebody learns we're securing that future and that and and that's like I said it, it goes more than just book knowledge you know decency respect you know, do on to others, you know, those simple basics in life are just like the basics in math and reading, you know, they're pinnacle, 
And if I could just go bring, 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 and everybody could, each one teach one, give, you know, give something to, that would so help out the future, you know? So let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. So you got some stories to tell me. Yeah, Amon was always a little entrepreneur. He was always a little businessman. When he was about six or seven, we were at a point where, you know, we was getting by and he wanted allowance, but we didn't have allowance money. So he found a way. So he used to take aluminum foil and make little men like soldier men out of the aluminum foil. And he started selling those to the kids on the block for like a dollar or whatever. And then one day, somebody got rid of a whole lot of wire, like they might have rewired something. And he took him, he took all that wire home, stripped it from the plastic coating, took the wire in it, and made little men out of the wire and made it so that they had like little swords and they were able to move and things like that. And he was selling those. And then when we moved from that neighborhood to another neighborhood, we moved into a house that had seven pecan trees in the back. So um, pecans, I think they, they come out every other year or something. So one year, they were everywhere, and we couldn't even play in the yard. There so many. I'm like, oh, we got to cut these cleaned up. So he's like, I'll clean them up. And so he started getting buckets and putting them in the buckets. And one day he asked me for a C-clamp. And I was like, I don't even know what a C-clamp was. I asked his father. He showed me what it was. We went to the hardware store, got him a C-clamp. He cracked open the the pecans put them in little sandwich bags and was selling those for two dollars a sandwich bag which is a lot cheaper than the pecans you get in the store and I was like well what was the purpose of the c-clamp we have a a nutcracker he said when you use a nutcracker you crash the nuts a c-clamp just breaks the shell and you get half a nut so by getting the nut in half people like that better you can get money for that I was like, he was like eight at the time. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so did you keep any of those little men? You know what? No. We've moved so much since then. Yeah. No, I didn't have any. I wish. And then, you know, he got into drawing and things like that. I remember when he was a teenager, he, he, he got his sisters to draw up a contract because everybody, all my kids had their chores to do. And me and their, his father didn't play. Like, they had to do their chores. The girls didn't like doing the kitchen all the time. So they always try to get him to do it. So he's like, we'll draw up a contract. And they literally drew up a contract, and that's, our, that's how he was able to buy his PlayStation because we couldn't afford a PlayStation at the time. And he bought his own PlayStation <laughs> by the contract because his sisters were working at the Ritz at the time, and they were paying him to do their chores. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. They won the contract. <laughs> that's great. So do you think that that played out in his adulthood? Absolutely. That's why Nurturing Minds is. That's why Mama blossomed, and that's why he is the actual businessman that he is today. He's more than just an MMA fighter. He's a businessman. That's great. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, Well, we are on Facebook, Nurturing Minds uh, Tutorial Online. I mean, on uh, Facebook. Uh, Our number is 478 295 1000 very easy to remember That's right here on North Jefferson um, and you can google us nurturing minds and we are here and we're here to help and you know come by see the place and you know if you want to be a part of our um, email list or just if you just want information when are y'all doing it you know when we do our next game night we can you know when we do our newsletter where we spotlight the resources and the community and the students and the tutors we do that for in our newsletter we try to spotlight once a month 
you know, different people and different students and different um, organizations that help here in Milledgeville, you know, so, and then we also announce like different things like the uh, literacy fair and the Art Healthy Festival, things that people be like, oh, I didn't know that was going on. It's, it's, it's really nice to watch Casey, you know, represent something and be proud of something that they've done. Excellent. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us today. It was Thank great. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Find Stacked Keys Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or anywhere you get your favorite podcast listen. You'll laugh out loud, cry a little, and find yourself encouraged. Join us for casual conversation that leads itself based on where we take it, from family to philosophy to work to meal prep toward beautifully surviving life.